0: what's happening everybody. Great, 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 great Tuesday morning. Today is the what? 12th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. April 12th. Great Tuesday morning, man. Hope you guys are being blessed out there and highly favored and that every good and positive thing that is of God comes your way today. I pray for good health. I pray for abundance in your life. I pray for you know sound mind i pray that your children are doing great or well i pray that you are doing well i pray that all your visions and your dreams come true and that's how i aim here at the big head little boy podcast to get you to go back to being that big head little boy a big head little girl you once were growing up that believed that anything was possible and I want you to get back to that, man. I want you to get back to that person. You know, there's a reason that Christ says, unless we humble ourselves as children, we can never see the kingdom of heaven. And 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 we have to you really break that down to get into what that means. Um, Christ preached one message, one message alone: repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, when people hear the word repent, they automatically think something bad because uh people have made it something bad. You need to repent of your evil ways, you need to repent. But the word repent simply means change your mind. That's all it means. Change your mind. Change your way of thinking. So when Jesus was walking the earth, he was preaching one message. Repent. Change your thinking. That's it. Change your thinking before, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What was the kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven was a new government, a new way of thinking. That's all it was. That's all it was. The kingdom of heaven was the original government of the original relationship between God and man that was there from the beginning. That was there from Adam and God. And, 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 and Christ simply came back to let them know that you never truly lost that relationship. The enemy came in and thought made you think you, re- you lost it. And so you started all these religious practices. You started sacrificing animals. You started paying taxes to kings. You went to war with each other. You did all this foolishness, all because you thought you lost your relationship with God. The enemy is so crafty, you know, the enemy is so crafty, but he was just, he came in to tell them, repent, man, change your thinking, change your mind, because the kingdom of heaven or this original governing system of the the universe the original governing system of nature the original governing system of the earth is back you are in right relationship with God you need to understand that you need to understand that so today I want to talk about you know pretty much being who God calls you to be because God actually created you to experience life through you if you look at everything in creation God created it to look at he created flowers that are beautiful. He created them to look at. He created animals that are beautiful and they, they serve their purpose. He created them to look at. He created everything, mountains, the sea, everything that's in the sea, everything that's in the air. He created the earth to look at. He created it for his beauty. He created it for, his, for certain purposes. But when it came to man, when it came to you, we are the only thing that he created. And he blew the breath of life into In other words, he put part of himself into. He didn't put part of himself in animals. He didn't put part of himself in trees. He didn't put part of himself in flowers, the mountains, the lakes. He didn't put part of himself in anything. The Bible specifically says that he blew the breath of life into Adam. He put part of himself into Adam. And so what that actually did was gave God the ability to experience life through Adam gave God the ability to experience everything through you, through me. And so we have an obligation to experience life because God is within us. And God wants us to experience as many things as we could possibly experience in this life. He wants us, if it crosses your mind, see, God has an uncanny ability of making you want what he wants for you. That's why you have certain visions and, and you have certain dreams that, that pop up in your mind. You don't know where they came from, but you have this strong urge to now get them accomplished. You got this strong urge to now do them. I don't know what it is, man, but I, I want to start. I want to start a cookie store. I don't know why. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is, man, but I I want to go to Dubai. I don't know what it is, man, but I I I want to do this. I want to write a book. I don't know what it is, man, but. I want to I start a foundation with children. I don't know what it is, man, but I want to go back to school. God has an uncanny ability of making you want what he wants for you. Why? Because he blew the breath of life in you. Because he is in you and because he is in you, that realm of experiences, that realm of possibilities that he has for you, you have an obligation to at least try them, At least give them a try. You know, People often talk trash about people when they get something or they got that thing and they can't afford it and it went back after six months. So what? At least they had it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't never had something repossessed before. You know what I'm saying? Or they got that thing and they couldn't keep it and now they ain't got it no more. So what? At least they had it. Everything ain't meant to have forever. You know what I'm saying? And then you spend five, six years. Some of these cars now got 10 year leases on them. That's crazy. Pay for a car for 10 years. Ain't no way. After about four or five years, I'm going to give it back. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not paying for no car for 10 years. After about four or five years, I'm bored with it anyway. You can have this. But you know what I'm saying? Some, some people just sit back and, and just look at everybody else and, and, and what their experiences and just try to pick out everything that's wrong with their experiences. Oh, They so crazy. They, why? Why are they crazy? Why are they crazy for giving it a try? Why are they crazy for at least attempting their dreams? So what if they fail? Because there's no such thing as failure anyway. You learn from everything. And when you understand that there's no such thing for failure, no such thing as failure, man, you don't you don't care what nobody else says. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten stuff with the with the plan that I was gonna let it go back. Yeah. <laughs> I gotten stuff with the plan, man. I'm gonna pay for this by two years, and they can have that back. You know what I'm saying? I was young. I ain't care nothing about credit and none of that stuff back then either. Paid for this about two years and had have back. You know what I'm saying? That was my plan. So I ain't care when it got repossessed. You know what I'm saying? But life is all about experiences. Experiencing life. Having fun with your life. Doing the things that God puts you here to do. He wants you to, to get your hand in a little bit of everything. To try this, to try that. If it crosses your mind, do it because you have an obligation to allow God to experience life through you. You have an obligation That when he said those words, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I had plans. Watch that. I had plans for you, man. I had plans for you. Before he formed you in your mother's womb, he had plans for you. So that tells you right then. That tells you right then that you have an obligation to allow those plans to see themselves through. If it crosses your mind, if it gets on your heart, try it, it. Do you know sometimes that. It's not even your, it's not even in the, the plans for you to be the one to see something through. In other words, you know, sometimes you have a vision in your mind of, of something grand. You know what I mean? I want to start this big grand organization, but it was really for you just to plant the seed or to lay the groundwork and God will allow your son or sometimes not even your son, because you see the Bible, you know, Moses had sons, but it wasn't for Moses' sons to take over after Moses. God chose Joshua. So it's not always good to choose family. You know, I know sometimes we want to do that, but that's not always God's fa- um God's plan. And then we see a lot of times as as in with Solomon and his sons, Jeroboam and Rehoboam, these two sons that Solomon had were stupid anyway. They were dumb. And Solomon knew before his life was over, he's like, "Man, my sons going to ruin everything." Like I I pretty much know that everything I built is going to be ruined because my sons have absolutely no sense. And that's exactly what happened. Like when Solomon died, the kingdom was split because of his sons and allowing people to get in their ears and influence them and push them different ways. So this is why sometimes God says, you know what? I know you want to leave it to your child. But your child ain't part of the plan. You know what I'm saying? So seek out somebody else that you can pass this knowledge on to, this wisdom on to, this business on to. But anyway, sometimes you're not the person that was supposed to see it to fruition. Martin Luther King said, I've been to the mountaintop and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. You know, that's the same story of Moses, man. And sometimes I really think that, wow, we sit here and read these stories in the Bible, but it's not so much for us to read them because we're actually experiencing them right now what if moses was martin luther king because it's the exact same story <laughs> it's the exact moses was taken to the mountaintop and was able to see the promised land and god told him you ain't going in it you can see it but you ain't going in it dr martin luther king had the same exact experience i've been to the mountaintop i've seen the and he said i may not get there with you and sure enough not long after that he was gunned down He saw what it could be. He saw the possibilities. He saw the groundwork. He saw where he laid the groundwork and he knew that something great could come from what he started. But he also knew that he would not be there. So my question to you today is, are you willing to start something that you won't be able to reap the benefit from? Come on, somebody. Are you willing to start something knowing that you won't be the one to get rich off of it? Knowing that you won't be the one that gets all the fame from it? Knowing that you won't be the one that everybody talks about and gives the accolades to because maybe you're supposed to just lay the groundwork and start it and somebody else is supposed to take it to the next level. Some of us are just starters, man. Some of us are just seed planters. The Bible even teaches us that we plant the seeds and we just water them every now and then and God is the one that causes them to grow. So it ain't our job anyway in some cases. But that's selfless action. And, and and selfless action is when somebody is willing to say, you know, I'll get behind this a thousand percent. I'll, I'll give it my all, even though I know I won't be here to see it through. Even though I know if you think about our ancestors, I'm talking about African-Americans in this country that laid down their lives during uh, the transatlantic slave trade, you know, during... Uh, uh Jim Crow South and segregation, the things that they did with sit-ins and and being hung and lynched and threatened and ran out of town. You think about Harry Briggs and uh, you think about all the people right here in our own community, Levi Pearson, uh Reverend J. A. Delane, and and, and everything that they did for, you know, the generations after them to be able to walk the new Hallway of Scott's Branch High School. Like, I was with the first class, 1994. We were freshmen that started out in that brand new school. And that was all because of what Reverend J.A. Delane, Harry Briggs, and, and Levi Pearson, and what these guys did in 1954 and 1955. They knew that they wouldn't be around to see that day. They knew they wouldn't be around, but they also knew that the groundwork that they were laying would lead to something great. So, my brothers and my sisters, you know what I'm saying? Don't be this this part of this microwave generation that says that I have to have it all right now. And if I don't get it, then, you know, and, it, and this is a big problem with us. And I think this is why we don't stick to anything while we, we continually jump from one thing to the other, because we try something for a little while. And when it doesn't work, but we don't get rich quick, we don't get famous quick. We move on to the next thing. And God says, man, that thing that you started, <laughs> you just don't know. That was it. That was it. I, I was just, I was just checking your dedication level. I was I was checking to see whether you were really dedicated to it. I was checking to see whether you really, really wanted what you said you wanted. And I was about to funnel all the resources in it. I was about to pour all this into it, but you gave up on it too quick because you didn't get instant results. The results maybe were not even for you. The results were for your children's or your children's children. And that's what our ancestors did. They planted seeds that were not even for them. But look at us now. We're reaping the rewards, man. So be that vessel, be that vessel so that God can experience the universe through you so that God can start so many good works so God can do so many good works through you. Why do do you think the Bible says that we are his hands and feet? We have an obligation to allow God to be God through us. God bless y'all. Big head, little boy podcast. We out, man. Love y'all.